What's up, everybody? Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, back again with another episode. In today's episode, I sit down with my man, Chuck Loesch from No Control Radio, formerly Metal, Metal Sucks Podcast. I mean, he is one of the reasons why I continue to do this uh, because he was just such a staple and still is just one of those core members of, of the metal family here locally in Austin, Texas. Uh, you can catch him on 93.7 HD2, the side channel. Uh, uh, no Control Radio, Saturdays, midnight to 2 a.m., where he curates and crafts his own playlist. Uh, he does everything, like you heard in the interview. He is literally a one-man band, in a sense, uh, running the entire thing. Catch him on Instagram. You can throw uh, messages to him, shoot emails. He's the one doing all the answering. And we just really, you know, just sat down and kind of talked about some things. You know, the future of metal and, and South by Southwest and his... 70 tons of metal tours on these big ass cruise ships that I would absolutely love to go to and I will one day uh, but man it's just so it was so cool you know we talked about taking our kids to shows and forming wholesome wholesome memories and then the not so wholesome memories from like the backroom days <laughs> so this one just you know strap in turn it up uh, this is such a good episode uh, it, it, it was it was such a pleasure to talk to him and as always come and take it live come and take it productions are faithful sponsors that allow us to do things that we normally couldn't do at their venues not saying it's legal not saying it's illegal but you know they're the homies uh if you want to go to a show check out the event calendar page on comeandtakeitlive.com click on the calendar scroll down to a date that you would like to attend a show uh buy some tickets get, get pre-sales and stuff like that but as always i always highly 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 recommend buying your tickets to a show from a local that money goes directly back into their pocket it helps the venue know that they can pull crowds so the next time they get added to a bill they have that kind of continuity and, and, and belief that you know it's going to be a good show so buy your tickets from the local buy their merch just support them in any way that you can stream them wherever you get your stuff and speaking of streaming you know check us out at atx metal podcast wherever you're listening to this uh, also the website atxmetalpodcast.com you can check out band of the month also there's a live live shows tab that you can click and it'll just jump you to the eventbrite page for come and take it uh if you don't feel like typing come and take it.com or come and take it coaches.com or dot live or whatever whatever the internet thing that you do but anyway without further ado here is chubla So <laughs> I get, I'm not doing my job on that, obviously. So I get so mad whenever my car, cause I have a 2015, but it's a luxury car for Kia. And mm -hmm. whenever I found out that I even had HD radio, I was right. just like, Oh, mind blown. This is great. You know, there's, you know, like, for example, I didn't know that, uh, the local KUT Austin, if you go to HD two, BBC, the BBC. Right. And I was just kind of taken aback. I was like, oh, man, okay. Because, you know, once once you hear, you know, if you catch the 3 o'clock or the 4 o'clock, you're going to hear it again at 6, and you'll just right. this, that, and the other. But, yeah, once every time I go to HD2, if if I'm not in the right location, just there's no signal. Like, I don't know if that's a me thing no. or a station thing. Now, right now, right now it's down, actually. So, oh. like, uh, we've been working on the tower for a week and a half, two weeks. So, it's been down for a little while. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's one of those 
as long as the main station's on the air, yay! But, but <laughs> you know, it's like super. But but HD two is just kind of like we're not we don't make any money off of it. So who cares? It's fun. You know, and we take it. It really is. I mean, like yeah. So I'll explain that when we talk about it. Cool. All right, and away we go. Dun, 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 dun. I wish I had like cool like breaking news in sample actually let me write that down breaking news like old school like we're, uh, we're here live with chuck low type sounds yeah <laughs> i don't know what that i don't know what that sound is now in 2022 you know? yeah well, <laughs> yeah what's the equivalent of of like it'll that? be like when it, everybody's phone goes off of the bar for a you know a clear alert or whatever like oh what? yeah you're yeah. like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Instead of like an amber alert or a silver alert, yeah. it's now just like live breaking news alert. I could have, I you could just, see that. You just hope your sound guy doesn't have his Bluetooth hooked up to the phone. You know, it's like <laughs> that's that's that that's like the worst day when it goes off in the monitors for the yeah. band on stage. It's like no, no. They're like mid set and it's just this decibel uh, crushing ring. You're like, like uh, attention. Yes, you have it. <laughs> all right well thanks thank every uh, blah, 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 blah. edit that out thank you everybody for joining my, I'm, I'm your host ryan <laughs> atx metal podcast off with a bang here with the man the myth the legend chuck Lowe of no, no control radio uh chuck has been kind of like an idol of ours here at the podcast uh long long time ago when we started and your journey started even further before that Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more about how I'm your idol. Want to hear me. more? Love to hear that stuff. You know? I remember That's whenever it. we had you and Godless over, and I felt so ashamed that our our the video portion was just atrocious. And fortunately, the audio, which we talked about earlier, you know, that's the part that counts. Especially, but you guys have the layer, though. I mean, like, oh, man. I mean, like, I, I, like, you're looking at my Zoom call now in the background. I know this is audio, but yeah. like, it looks a little sexier now than yeah. it ever did. Like, this is what happened during the pandemic. Looks good. You know, like, like I didn't like it was this. This was a pile of crap that I was sitting in before. <laughs> you guys had like the layer with the couch and the thing, and oh all yeah, the stuff and the lights and everything. It's like, oh well, look at that sexy little bit of recording stuff nice it you was know? you know we, we we really wanted to give give the 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 guests a good like hey this isn't just you know like me in my closet right now kind of scenario <laughs> <laughs> i mean at least i have it treated i built my own acoustic panels um i got a six footer in front of me and i got two four footers behind me with Dude, a cloud the, the closet sounds way better oh yeah than any room you're gonna be in i guarantee you like my pro my pro friends that are like voiceover uh, artists that are making buku bucks are basically recording in their actual closet, uh, you know, with a with an iPad, you yeah. know. So I mean, that's that's you know, it's, it's legit. I mean, when the pandemic kicked off, that was this was my 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 little cave, and that's how I started the locked in the closet series. It's just you know, play on words, pun intended. But knowing that a lot of good things have come out of closets, you know, to include mm -hmm. people and music. Um, it's it's to the tune of like well if it works it works and i've just kind of you know made it my own i wish i had a little bit more elbow room i've only got like 36 inches of width i mean literally elbow to elbow like mosh pit in in the center of cattle just let's do this but um but anyway so for those that don't know chuck is an amazing human being he knows everything and anything about metal nah, he's 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 been on i'm jealous of your 70 tons uh tours uh out on the out on the ship oh 
Oh man. And I could only imagine. I think uh they just did one ship rocked. That one just ship got rocked. done. Yeah, ship rocked just got back actually. Yep. Is yep. that a is that a play on 70 tons? Well, so 70,000 tons is quote unquote the original metal cruise or whatever. Um and it's probably the first one and then they did some other ones there was ship rocked. There was Oh, there's a, there's a couple other ones. And then they did like, you know, band specific ones, like 311 did a cruise and things like that. Shiprocked did does like 70,000 is all metal on the deck okay. of the ship or like multiple venues in the ship. Shiprock does it like on the deck on the ship at a destination. They'll have a concert, get back on the ship, oh. more music, and then they'll come back. So they'd have like a big concert on the beach somewhere. Um, and it, just dependent upon who it was, you know, I think this year was Lamb of God was the, was the headliner, nice. you know? So the, the, the big ones people were talking about was like Lamb of God and uh, Nita Strauss, I think was, were the big ones on this one. And so, you know, as far as lineup goes though, 70,000 tons is really like full on. If you were going to get anything that was like close to Vakken or anything like that, 70,000 tons would be about that sort of caliber of lineup when it came to depth of metal of all the things. So okay. that, that's, that's what made it sort of special is that it was really designed for Germans. <laughs> like, <laughs> like straight up. Yeah. It's designed for Germans. <laughs> and I'm not saying Germans have really good taste in heavy metal, yeah. but it's like, it ranges from extreme black and death metal to like the most crazy power metal wizard stuff that you just never would, you know what I mean? Like it's a little bit of everything. And, and I mean, I've got, I got the best thing about those things is you get a taste of a little bit of all the stuff that you never would, you know, right. I, I would never pay money to go see some of those power metal bands that I stood and watched and was kind of impressed by. So, uh, you know, that was always the, so much fun to be able to do those things. You know, that that's the one thing that I thought about because uh, our friend Jose Escudero, uh, that does a lot of backlining and guitar teching for bands that come through it, come and take it. He just went out with Nonpoint uh, on the shipwrecked, and I was just kind of just in awe. And then my friend Dave Perry of Fear of Water here locally, he he went as well and had some really cool footage and whatnot. So I, I was trying, I was thinking along that same vein, like, man, I can't think of any festival that I would go to of that magnitude, pay money to stand or mix it up or you know just casually browse stage after stage after stage i mean the biggest the biggest one that i ever went to and it's not metal it was a uh, the electric daisy carnival in las vegas uh, mm. edc big edm and they have yeah i've heard of it yeah oh my god uh i you as a sound guy would have absolutely loved it i mean i was standing 200 yard at least 200 yards from the main stage center and i felt like i felt like i was inside a venue it was insane I mean, well, you know, it's it's funny because one of uh, one of the guys I work with, you know, or my boss technically at KLBJ is L.A. Lloyd. He went on his first cruise ever on the Shiprock, and I was telling him all about it. I'm like, look, the what's really interesting about these things are, and they really talk about how um, it's like being backstage, or it's like being, you know, you're toe to toe with your favorite artists and right. stuff like that, and that is really 
that's a real experience. That, I mean, that's, that's no joke and it's, and it's organic. It's not like it's forced. They don't force you in a room with, but with bands and they don't force bands in a room with you. You know, I had, uh, I had a great conversation like with the dudes from vital remains about like synchronism and all kinds of crap at the gambling table in the casino of the, uh, of the ship, you know, like we're, I'm losing all my money on poker and I'm talking about, uh, God and Satan and paradise lost and all kinds of crazy shit like that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's real. you never, like, you never know. Like I had a, re- we built a really good relationship with the guys from COC with Carl Agel, the, the, like the original lead singer from COC before pepper. Um, when they did the, when they did the blind tour, uh, like met those guys and, you know, I, I mean, it's just really crazy. The kind of weird, strange things that happen to you. Right. Like, hanging out with a drunk Frank from suffocation and stuff like that. You're just like, what in the hell is going on right now? This is, I mean, it's just really, really, really weird. And then seeing some really uh, interesting performances that you, you know, I've experienced Soulfly before I've experienced Sepultura. I've experienced Soulfly by Cavalera conspiracy. I've experienced many facets of like, uh, of Max Cavalera, but seeing him in the middle of the Caribbean ocean, or in the middle of the Caribbean on a ship in pitch black dark <laughs> on the stage and, and a thousand people on the ship all jumping at once to boom, <laughs> blow your effing mind, man. And I was like, it was one of the best, the coolest experiences I've ever had in my life, man. It's like, this is, this is amazing. It right. really is. And you just had to like stand back and watch it and you just go, okay, okay. This is, wow. I just never would like, you just never would, you know, and I've got friends still that are in Australia. I've got friends in Seattle. I've got friends in Germany. I've got, you know, people that I've met on the ship, whether or not I was, we were Chuck and Godless or I was, you know, Chuck from K, whatever. It didn't matter. It was just people that I was hanging out on the deck smoking with or whatever. Right. And we were chatting about politics or, you know, whatever. It just didn't, it didn't matter. It was actually just really organic fun all the way around. So it's kind of like, and I hate festivals. Like I, I despise them with a passion. So uh, says the radio guy. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's, it's one of those things. Like, I don't like the, I don't like the idea of like, most of the time it's like, you got to stand outside for three hours, three days you yeah. know, to see your whatever band for 40 minutes. That's not my favorite thing. This is nice. I could go back to my room. I could, you know, I could get a meal. I could get something to, I could get a drink pretty easily. You know, like it's a, it's like that festival feel, but with all, it's like you're doing it at home. Right. So it's like, it's kick ass, man. Like, yeah, it's pretty fun. The only one I've heard that's close is uh, Psycho Las Vegas. Psycho Uh, Las Vegas? Yeah, that's the, that's the big one that they were doing at the Hard Rock. I can't remember where it was this year. I think it might have been at the Hard Rock as well, but like it's a, two, three-day festival, oh. uh, metal festival in Vegas. Hmm. Nice. I'm going to have to write that one down. Yeah, I could... I haven't been to that one, so I don't know. I, I could only imagine the 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 experience of going out on a cruise ship, because I've never been on a cruise, and my wife keeps hounding me, let's do a cruise, let's do a cruise, let's do a cruise. And, you know, of course, it's like, okay, and then, you know, COVID, no cruise, no cruise, no cruise. Right. So now you know, that they're starting to ramp back up and stuff. I'm obviously still going to give it a little bit more time before I really, you know, jump on board, pun intended. But I've always, I was always curious, like, I wonder if the structural engineers of the ships were, were ready for something like that. Like, when they planned all this out, did they go, hmm, we're going to have thousands of people 
in this one area. I mean, obviously, I know they planned for it when they built it as far as, like, capacity, but the energy level of, like, the jumping and the, you know. Well, I would say that, like, if you look at your average um, your average weight limit of what a normal cruise passion and passenger might be. And then you look at your average metalheads weight limit. Granted, I know some big guys, but um, you know, overall, like the people in the mosh pit are in usually fairly decent health. I mean, there might be some really big some bitches in there, but like oh, yeah. overall, you know. So I mean, like, yeah, probably the weight limit is about the same, you know. It's, it's probably it's probably an equivalent. But they but they build a flat stage in front of it. They they build it over the pools for the most part. So like there's no oh, okay. pool on the main deck and there's like a whole structure that they build. It's crazy. And they do it like in a day. It's wow. insane. Wow. Uh, dude, the the rigging and the the crew that like puts that stuff together is just that, that's the most impressive thing I've ever seen is like how they make that happen. You know, by you start boarding at 3 p.m. and they have live music like that night it's it's incredible how they can actually pull yeah. that off yeah it's, it's pretty crazy i i think i'm i'm man i'm curious because me and my wife used to go to our own little we used to do when I, I would come home from overseas we would do our own little tours and go see different bands in different cities and just kind of map it out but also visit family and stuff so i'm kind of curious if she would be game for something like that i don't I will say, I don't, I wouldn't know what to do on a regular cruise though. Like if it's just shuffleboard and like show tunes, you you know, I'm okay. I'm okay with show tunes and musicals and stuff, but you know, like when it's, it's a band from like 10 AM until 4 AM every, every hour on the hour in four different venues on the ship when you're on a a 70,000 tons uh, cruise you know, I don't know what I would do with myself. Like what, like, I don't think relaxing is like my, my mode mm-hmm. most of the time. So like, I think I would just go crazy if I was on a regular cruise. Full, full tilt. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta be doing, I gotta be doing something, man. Yeah, you can't you know? just- so I need one of the, I need one of those ships with a, with a water park and a zip line and, <laughs> <go-karts> <laughs> yeah. and yeah. all that crap on it, you know, <laughs> stuff I can do everywhere. You know, they, they do get a little wild. I mean, just, you know, in comparison, trying to see, you know, I would imagine like, you know, the, the big indoor water park that they built here in Round Rock, uh, Kalahari. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would imagine they could fit like 19 of those on those things. Just the sheer absurdity of how big those boats are. Yeah, they cram five hotels into it. That's really what takes up most of the space. And then like four different buffets that all serve the exact same food. Oh, the whole uh, the, uh, dude, it's a, it's like, it's really bad cafeteria food. That's, a, that's you know, the, everybody talks about like food, food, food. And it's just like carb central. That's all the same thing. You get off, you're like, I'm going to have to run yeah, so like, many miles. I gained like 30 pounds when I went on that cruise. It was like, it is dumb. But it's, a, it's like pizza at freaking 8 a.m. 8 a.m., Ugh. Oh man! So for those, uh, I think we kind of like skipped right over. <laughs> Sorry, no sidetrack. Side this is perfect. I love it. Uh, so for those that don't know, give us the rundown on like what you do for for uh, No Control Radio. I mean, I've obviously been following you guys for a long time. You know, Saturday nights, twelve to two, and all that jazz. But as far as just, I mean, I know that you've had a journey from different stations and this, that, and the other. But right. Um, you can get into as much as you want to, but general overview, but just for those that are just kind of that actually don't know. Well, I mean, you know, I started on, uh, in 05 on 101X, uh, KROX here in Austin and wound up moving a bunch of 17 ish, like right in there. I got canceled from 101X for the most part. Like, I mean, they basically said, nah, we're done. Uh, but you know, unlike some things that are non-ceremonious, they allowed me to like kind of 
finish out a couple of shows. But then I also like was talking to the KLBJ guys, which, you know, 101X took a turn toward more indie music and stuff like that, that played a little more um, uh, kind of mainstream pop indie music. And then KLBJ is like a classic rock format, which actually fit my show a little bit more appropriately in my humble opinion, because when I started uh, on 101X, we were playing like Slipknot and System of Down and like heavier alternative stuff. And it fit, you know, it fit to take it, take it to the next level. So moving over to KBJ was kind of natural. And luckily uh, LA Lloyd saw it fit to like, you know, keep the show alive and and keep me going. So for the past, what, five years, five-ish years or so. I've been somewhere in that ballpark. uh, Yeah. I've been on KBJ. I would say the time slot is not nearly as nice uh, as far as, um, (laughs) as far as listenership goes, Uh, you know, the 10 to one time slot on, uh, on a Friday was a little bit more uh, accessible for people than midnight to two on Saturday night. But you know, and it's still, like I said, it's still able to keep me alive. And also it's given me the opportunity to build um, uh, an HD side channel and stream. So like I've got 24 seven streaming metal. A lot of people are like, Oh, it's like satellite. It's like, yes, but good. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I love, uh, I, I love liquid uh, metal. Man. It's, I mean like, and, and Jose and those guys like they're, they do such a great job, but yes, it is kind of like that, but it's local. So I still play local music, you know, still play local bands, uh, make my own choices as far as the music that I put, that I put on or I play. So I kind of curate the whole thing and I play like a lot of Slayer and all the things that I would do normally on my show. And it's a little bit of all the metals. So it's kind of the same thing that I do on the show, just expanded to 24 seven with no commercials and all that stuff. And that is uh, if you're in Austin on 93.7 HD2. So if you got an HD radio, you can get it on HD2. Uh, or you can stream it online at uh, nocontrolradio.com. There's a stream and even on the KLBJ app now, I've got it so that you can click on other streams and listen to it on the app on your iPhone or whatever, you know, wherever you get it. So it's kind of cool. It's been it's been kind of an evolution to get there. And we were on like an HD3 for mm-hmm. Lizetta. We were on an HD3 for KGSR. We, you know, like it's kind of been lingering around in the background for like 10 years now, I want to say like okay. almost 10 years um, might, might even be a yeah, like right around there. And it's finally, I feel like we got a spot where it should be on the side channel of KLBJ, which is kind of cool. So um, we're looking at expanding, like, you know, I've had Steve uh, metal master, Steve doing faster for the master for, for many, many years now. So he's been doing the Christian metal show on there and, you know, I'm going to start probably picking up the reins, once we get our antenna fixed, I'm going to start <laughs> doing a little more live stuff on that, on the HD side channel to kind of get things going there. But, you know, that's kind of been the bulk of like the, uh, the nuts and bolts of what I've been physically doing with metal um, in and around Austin for this period of time. And of course, you know, my stint with, uh, with Chuck and Godless in the middle sucks podcast uh, visions from the dark side podcast, all those, the interviews and, you know, 200 episodes of the metal sucks podcast and all that stuff when we first started that guy. So a lot of things that uh, have happened over the years, it's I, kind of weird to think and look back and go, Oh damn. <laughs> I know. I kind of, I kind of get taken aback too. Whenever I talk to people about how long we've been doing the podcast. Cause again, like I said, when we kind of started up, when you guys, when the metal sucks podcast itself was kind of on, it's like down downhill. Um, not like in a bad way, but just, it was coming to an end. 
And it's wow, like I've been doing this for seven and a half years. It really blows my mind to where, you know, I went from not knowing what a podcast was to now people stop me at the shows. They're like, hey, man, let's do the podcast. I'm like, what? You did what? So it's really, mm-hmm. it's really humbling. Um, but the thing that I love about your, your show and your presence is, is the fact that you get to play local music. Because mm-hmm. I know I, every time I see um, the, the post, it's usually about Friday, Thursday, Friday-ish, you put out on Instagram, like, hey, right. curating, hit me with the locals or hit me with what you want to hear. And then you kind of have, you know, you kind of have a little buy-in and, and I, and I really appreciate that. And I'll, you know, whenever the, uh, the antenna is working, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll see, I'll, I'll see, I'll hear music that I, re- I recall. I'm like, wait, that's, that's Chernobyl or, you know, that's so-and-so and I'll screenshot it and send it to him like, Hey, you guys are on the radio. And it's like, Oh, no way. Awesome. Um, and actually speaking of, I, I just, uh, um, not too long ago, uh, it was it was in the trench, and I I, I just screenshot it, sent it to John. I was like, dude, you're on the radio. He's like, oh man, you know Chuck's amazing. You know this, that, and the other. Uh, and, and you recently did uh, a video Those shoot guys, for Haunted, man. That was they killed me. They, they actually killed they, me. They, they the killed sons Chuck. Of bitches. <laughs> they took me out and they killed me. I I thought I was going in for like you know oh I'm gonna be some dude in the crowd. No, nope, they killed me. That's that. I remember uh, my my. I was supposed to go, but I had uh, some other things I had to take care of, and I was like, "Well, do you need a do you need a female that would work?" And my wife is all into horror flicks, and you know, be you know, we do slasher Sunday here at the house where we just put some B rated flick on that's just absolutely atrocious, but it's so much fun to watch. Oh, and and uh, and I was like, "Yeah, go have a good time. You'll love it." And then. I remember she sent me some pictures and I saw you. I was like, holy shit, Chuck's there too. That's amazing. Which it just kind of fit. Um, do you got do you know the in the trench guys pretty well? Because they're they're a fair, fairly, I wouldn't say old band, but they've been around for a while. Well, they're one of those bands that like um they're they're very good at communicating, you know, like they they keep in contact very well. Ah, okay. You know, mostly emails and stuff. You know, we've we've run in some of the same circles for a long time. So like it what I've told, what I try to explain to local bands a lot of time, and it, it doesn't take much to send an email. It, you know, we can always on our end, ignore it if we don't give a crap about what you're talking about. So don't feel yeah. bad about like sending those emails, yeah. you know, from time to time, because I'm actually, uh, you know, I, I read everything that I get. I'm the, I'm the only dude that is involved with no control radio. There's no other like producer. There's no other person there's it's literally just me who does all the things so the so i answer the emails it's me on the air it's me producing the shows it's me putting out the podcast and doing the interview like like all those things it's just me so when they send when any local band sends me their stuff i actually listen to it and i actually go okay i'm gonna play it or i'm not gonna play it or you know i figure it out for myself right and, and I'm always interested in having a conversation. I, you know, I've sat down with the head crusher boys and we've talked about like, you know, uh, strategies for releasing their, their EPs or making records or, you know, like, you know, those kinds of things kind of, you know, just sort of being able to, to help as much as I can in whatever way I can. I love doing that stuff. And, and I don't talk about it much because, you know, it's not, not to toot my own horn. I'm just willing to, to put it out there for anybody who's willing to contact me. And I, I talk about it on the air, just like, you know, that it's an open door, 
and not enough local bands take advantage of that. I would say, you know? <laughs> and, not, and not like I'm, you know, uh, the mastermind behind. I know how to get your band played or any shit like that. Yeah, it's like I have no honest clue, but I can give you what my honest opinion is about things, and, and from an industry perspective that I've been in for twenty plus years. So it's sort of I. I just try to give any kind of insider help that I can. Cause I know that there's not a lot out there, especially for free for a lot of people, you know, like, Oh yeah. Uh, you know, you can pay somebody to give me your consultant and tell you what your, you know, how to market your EP to the millennials, you know, whatever you can pay for that course or whatever to, to, to take that and maybe get a timeshare at the same time, but just to get somebody to like not <laughs> bullshit you and have a beer with you is like, it's worth it, man. It really is. It's, and I love to be able to do that for people. So the end of the trench guys, you know, good example of that, like just going fishing and asking me if I was available and it's like, you know, knowing the penny rock guys and, and all that stuff from the backroom things and knowing Boudreaux from other, you know what I mean? So it's like kind of connection by connection by connection. And it's like, yeah, totally willing to throw it in, you know, spend my Sunday, you know, getting covered in blood and running around in the cold. It's like, that's fun. It, yeah. You know, it, you know, it, it's a good time. My wife said it was, not not un super uncomfortably cold, but definitely not some shit where it was like, oh, I'll spend hours out here and not be upset. It got butt ass cold. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay. I I mean, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not overly sensitive, but but like later on in the evening, like once the sun went down, it got it started to get butt ass cold. Yeah, because that's <laughs> out that's out there in the woods at uh, Scream Hollow in Bastrop. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I we went out there plenty of times, and yeah, it was. It gets cold out there in Bastrop. God damn. It, I mean, it's a low period. spot. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's like totally a low spot. And then it was one of those kind of unexpected cold snap things. And, and, but I, I'll tell you though, it was, it was a lot of fun. And I mean, like shooting a music video in general can be, uh, it's tedious, right? Right. You know, and if you got somebody who doesn't know what they're doing, it can be a real pain in the ass because you're doing things over and over and over and over and over and over again. And it's like it's it can it can trudge on for days and days and days sometimes. And Penny Rock, not even dude, they had they were on it, like had their cues. It was just like one after another. It was awesome. Like it we were moving and going and doing the things like they had it planned out to a T, like by the minute. Yeah, like, yeah I, think I, I remember getting the, the what's it called the call sheet or the yeah. yeah I remember looking at that like oof man that is a beautiful timeline like this happens then this happens then this and I was just like that's gonna go really well and, you know my wife enjoyed it the music video looks amazing and I just I, I'm excited that I was somehow able to to you know help assist you know kind of like you like hey man it's just we're here to help it's a local community you know support local in any way that you can and it's just i i love doing this this is this is so much fun so being able to get involved like that is is just uh it's a cool feeling something to look back on it's always funny to me because people um it, it's i i don't know how to say it i feel like it's a shock to people when they ask me something and i answer in a okay way when i'm not being like a total dick about it right you know like like the, they feel like they're surprised you know, and, or like, I'm not put out by it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm, I think it's a, it's an honor and a privilege for somebody to ask my advice about anything because like, Same. you know, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think I know something. All right. That's cool. Because I don't know that I do. Yeah. I was like, but I'll give you my opinion about it. You know, like I can help, but to me, it's, that's what, what, what it all is. It's just a community thing, man. It, it totally is all about being part of a community. 
uh, of artists, a community of, um, you know, clubs, a community of bookers, a community of podcasters, you know, broadcaster, like all those things. Like to me, that's all kind of part of the deal. Right. Uh, and and I give honor to that, you know, to, to pretty much everybody that does it. And I, and I think that's, I think it's just really important for people to kind of identify with that. And I, and hopefully they see that in, in my attitude towards it, yeah. you know, uh, since I do a music show on, you know, for two hours on a Saturday night in the middle of the night, they don't get my flavor of delivery sometimes because I'm talking in between songs, talking about the music more than anything else. I'm not really talking about, uh, like me, yep. you know, cause it's not about me or what I can do or what, you know, what this experience is, uh, since I haven't done a podcast in quite some time, you know, you don't get that sort of connection there like you used to. So it's a little bit different, uh, and, and also not being connected to people like physically connected with COVID and everything else. Like it feels weird. Cause I haven't had a like conversation with some of my good friends and in, in some of the bands around town in a while, you yes. know, and you can't really have those chats on DM. Uh, it just doesn't, it's not the same effect. as. Yeah. You, you know. don't, you don't, you don't have that, that, that kind of, you know, riffage back and forth. You can't, right. you know, yeah, you can, you can read text messages all day long, but you can't, right. you know, inflection, you know, intent and all that fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I played it safe, uh, you know, early on and then just started dipping my toe in the water and this, that, and the other. And so far so good. Fingers crossed, you know, masked up here and there when I, when I have to, or when, when possible. Uh, and it's just, it's a, it's a mess is what it is. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I've been able to tell people is like, you know, the reason that we're kind of freaking out about it. So for the most part is that you're, you're actually living through it in real time. Like we weren't mm -hmm. alive when fucking polio was running rampant, like, you know, right. or, smallpox or measles or anything like that so it's just a different experience and you have to you know alter here and there and do that and the other and then you get the other side of the argument which we'll just leave over there uh but well you know i mean like and, and that's also another thing too is that like i i i in in that community there are varied opinions about all the things yeah you know like all flavors of the things uh and i'm okay with that like everybody can have their opinion. Mm -hmm. However, I am not afraid of mine and I will give you mine. <laughs> and so if I, if I'm going to have that conversation, I needed to be unmasked and we're going to speak about this, right. you know, so whatever that, whatever that is. So like, it's kind of hard, you know, my, my, my biggest thing that kept me away uh, or that's kept me away from shows more than anything else is, is that I can't not hug people. Yes. Like, like I am, uh, and it was funny. I went the first show that I went to like a, a pandemic was last year, October. I want to say bad religion was like the first time out. And my daughter went with me. She's like, okay, dad, you know, you know, my daughter at that time was 17 and she's like, okay, so you gotta hug people or no. I'm like, no, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. You know, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Put you in a straight five jacket. Minutes out, five minutes. Five minutes after he walked in the door. Boom. Ah, what's up here, bro? I was like, shh. Like, like, I knew you couldn't. And she's like, I knew you couldn't do it. I knew it. And I was like, yeah, sorry. Good, <laughs> good thing you didn't place a bet on it. Well, but, you know, it's a, it, it's one of those things, man. It's a, it's that connection, right? And it's like, and those are the things. Is I, I think it's just, we'll get back there. You know, it'll get back there. You know, I think now the problem is I'm too used to like, you know, oh, going to bed at a decent hour and not staying up till three in the morning, you know, like, 
I don't What's know. All about? I mean, I I know how to properly party. Uh, hence why I don't do it anymore. Because <laughs> it's it's a task. I mean, uh, yes. I I I don't know how. I mean, there I get I get like Marco Polo's from Anthony. Uh, from Come and Take It, and he's just like. <sighs> Your boy was up late last night. I'm like, you run a music venue. You're supposed to. He's like, well, we took it a little, a little after. And I'm just like, yep, you slept on the couch, didn't you? He's like, fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> well, you know, and the funny thing is that, like, I I grew up in a family that that we we lived in shifted hours. My my mother was a bartender. My mother was a waitress. My mother, you know, like she owns her own bar now. So like, we've always kind of, oh wow, you know, like when I uh, when I was a little kid. She'd come home at three because we were up in Indiana, like until I was like eight, eight or whatever. And like there, the bars stay up until 4 a.m. Then oh. they get to close for an hour and they could reopen. Uh, I think that it was one, one of the two. Like Illinois was like closed at three, Indiana, whatever. But so like she'd come home at three in the morning and, you know, I'd be up to because <laughs> like, the only time I could get to see her because right. she'd sleep during the day, you know. So like it, I've always had like a night owl sort of thing. Um, but what I've found is that like, and just like you, I do know how to party. I have great, vast, vast experience. Yeah. Uh, you've definitely got way more than I do. <laughs> oh my God. The problem is, is that I think my liver has reached its tolerance point. <laughs> yeah. Like it will not tolerate much more. Like, like it's, I, I, I came up with a theory years ago that like every human body can only take so much Jägermeister in any given, you know, lifetime. Mm-hmm. And once you've reached that point, if you even touch it again, it, you suddenly black out. Yeah. Uh, you have yeah. no idea what happens. It's, it's, and, it's your body's way to go. You know what? I told you, I told you, right. This is, you better, but to reap what you sow here, homie. And the thing is, is that I think it, and now the older I get, I think that maybe with more than just Jägermeister, maybe tequila. Like you've got you <laughs> yeah, your, your, your body just starts adding limit. levels to it. Well, like you've got you've got meters for all your things, you know, whatever yeah. whatever those things are. When you fill that bar up, like <laughs> your body just says, fuck you, you're done. No, no, I'm done. No, 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 no. And then you've had enough of that. And I'd say my meters, like most of them, are like right there in the tippy top of the red, like On getting close. You know, they're like right there, most of them. So yeah, it does. It hurts a lot more than it used to, especially the next day. Uh, yeah, I went. Spe- speaking of taking uh, daughters to shows, I recently went to uh, Rain's. Oh, speaking of, what? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on one second. What's up, dear? Okay, well, tell me all that later. Jeez. Ah. Uh, anyway. Hey. I understand. Yeah. Trust me. I was like, my, my 18 year old may pop in here at any given moment. Yeah. So, you know, you know, it's, it doesn't change. No, how it, old they get. It, it, was, it was beautiful. So one of her first shows I took her to see, it was red jumpsuit apparatus with rivals and a couple other local bands years ago. And it's been a while. And then, uh, Skylar Harpole of come and take it. He got his, he got his band back together of rain. And had their debut show with Impending Doom and O Sleeper, uh, I think last weekend, two weekends ago. And I told my daughter, I was like, hey, you want to go see Skylar play? She's like, yes. So we rolled out there, earplugs strapped and ready to go. She actually made a friend. And like they were just, you know, horns up and jumping up and down. And I remember this guy behind me, he's like, hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Teach them why they're young. And I was like, you know, 
a hardcore, like you don't typically, typically an eight year old girl to hardcore shows like question mark, but the people that are there understand it because you know, right. they were, oh, uh, they were of that, you know, sense well, when they were younger too. I guarantee you they either brought their own kid or try or tried, mm-hmm. you know, uh, have had that or had that experience themselves, depending on how old they are, you know, obviously. Right. So, I mean, like, you know, it, and it, it, it's a good thing, you know, I mean, it, it's a good thing. And, and like my daughter is not into metal. She doesn't like heavy metal very much. It's not her thing, but um, I've taken her to go see a lot of the core. Like if she's seen Slayer, she's seen Lamb of God. She's seen, you know, like a lot of the bigs, you know, like where I'm taking her to go see Iron Maiden this year because like, oh, nice. I want her to see the big stuff, you know, and then she can make her own decision. She drug me to go see Weezer, you know, like a, a, a few years ago. And I was blown away. You know, like, I'm like, okay, you're turning me on to things that I didn't think I'd like and vice versa, you know, like, you, you know, so all the things. So it, it, it starts young and that relationship builds and it's like so awesome. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's so, it's so much fun because now she's, t- she's sending me music that I like or that I might like, and I'm doing the same to her and we're kind of going back and forth on different things. And it's, it's, it's too cool. So it's, you know, yeah, we, uh, so she's into, Obviously Disney, she's eight, and this one show that she likes is called Julie and the Phantoms, and it is about uh, these 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 band guys, uh, teenagers. I think they die in a car crash or something. I should just call my assistant back in, and she'll tell me. <laughs> but <laughs> but like, uh, no, Dad, that's not what it that's is. That's not what happened. That's uh, not how it goes. But basically, it's a sense like a ghost band, and the only people that can see the band is Julie, and then like a couple others, you know, can start to see them. And she goes to sleep at night with, you know, hey, Alexa, play Julian the Phantoms cast or whatever. And there was this one day where, because I don't really get to, you know, like rock out with my kid. I mean, I'll rock out in my car all the time, but I don't really have those like one-on-one moments. And for some reason, we were just on the way home and got to the, uh, got to the, the, the driveway and I was checking something on Twitter or something and she just starts singing in the passenger seat. And I was like, you know what? I know all of these songs, and if not, I'll just jump on Spotify and read the lyrics at the same time. So for a solid 30 minutes, we just went front to back, just belting it out and just having one of those like wholesome moments, you know, and, and one of those, one of, I, I read something from some psychologist or something somewhere, you know, we're always so worried about our kids' future. Like we have to do this thing so that they have a better world and, you know, we have to leave it in a better shape and, you know, do what you can while you can, but what the, the, the point of the topic was make the memories that they're going to be able to look back on and go, man, you know what? That man, me and my dad, we sat in the car singing and, you know, went to a show. So I'm, I'm more focusing on, yeah, I'm looking out for the future and I recycle them. I'm getting an EV and, you know, climate change and all this fun stuff. But when it comes to building those like core memories of fun times, like that's, I'm starting to look more on those, uh, typical typical avenues uh just so that she can grow up one day and take over this podcast and i can sit back and relax <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's those things that you th- it's the it's those things that um give you an emotional response on a high level or a very low level that you will remember forever right you know like it like when you're really excited about something or really really depressed like down about something and you the in that moment you'll always remember that and you know and that may not be uh it, it's it's crazy because like I, I was talking to my wife about my daughter and i going to 
like that bad religion show last year. And she was telling me about how excited my daughter was for me. Like, like it wasn't about like, she was really happy to be there and really enjoyed the show, but she was really, really happy to watch me sing along with all the freaking (laughs) lyrics to every single song that they played and how I was excited about it. And she'd never like, you know, I sing along with Slayer and had a great time, but like, you know, bad religion is my favorite band. So like to see dad go see his favorite band and like have that sort of empathetic response to it was like, the most satisfying thing that I've ever heard like that, like that made me really like at my core happy, you know, like, like you're going to make me tear up, man. Well, no, it's, it really did, you know, cause it's a, it's one of those like, wow, you really like, okay, I did something right. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I did, you're like, I did finally, finally. Oh, I've screwed up everything else, but at least <laughs> one thing, you know, like, Oh my God. Parenting complete. Oh. Well, and you know, and the, it's the, the music is what, you know, makes us want to come together. It's the music that makes us want to do all, all the things, you know, and it makes us happy. It makes us sad. It gives us all that stuff. It makes us feel strong and feel weak. And like, mm-hmm. it's, that's, what's great about all this stuff. So that's why we do these things. You know, that's why we're talking right now. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like all of those things. So speaking of, uh, speaking of coming together, uh, South by is coming up, fingers crossed. What do you, since you've been around and watched it kind of ebb and flow, what, what are, I'm just asking you as a, just a, as a person, but then also as, you know, Chuck, the entity, how do you, how do you see show, like shows such as that, that are so important to a, a city, uh, kind of like ACL as well. Like, how do you see that mapping out in the future in your own personal thoughts? Like when you say mapping out in the future, do you mean like uh, specifically like, uh, how they're going to be in the future like regarding covid or like those like yeah, yeah like because the vote like, yeah because i'm like obviously covid is going to throw it's thrown a wrench in everything but we right. know there's going to be another one you know you right. hope, i mean hopefully not in our lifetimes but you know it it's it's inevitable that something's going to happen so as far right. as like structuring it because i know that you know austin is and is becoming even bigger of a tech tech centric you know it's like silicon valley 2.0 and from what I remember South by, you know, we, my, we years ago and, and, you know, it was, it was more geared towards music and like tech was on the side, but now it's like tech is 90% of it. And eh, there's some music, you know? Well, you know, the thing, the thing is I was having this discussion with somebody the other day um, because heavy metal is not, is almost non-existent in South by the last three, four years. Right. Uh, you know, like a couple bands here and there. I, to the point where before that, like when I first started doing no control radio and on five, that was like the, the heyday, you know, right. it was like 2000, like I've been going to South by Southwest as a full badge member uh, since like 93, four ish, like 94 ish. Um, and and going to panels, going to check out stuff like being part of that. And then speaking on panels later on, you know, 2000 was when we were kind of in the sad days of, of no metal, not, not much. There are a couple of shows at the back room and stuff, but that was about it. Uh, and Oh five, Oh six. It was like, there were metal festivals, like day festivals, like five or six of them going all at once. And uh, you couldn't find the time to like 
get to all the things that were heavy metal related, like that, just our genre related. And, you know, I'd been on panels, I've been on discussions, I've been on, you know, done interviews for like official South by Southwest artists and stuff and, and things like that. So it's, it's changed a lot uh, in the last like five years. And actually what probably, you know, did the most was uh, the tragedy that where some uh, several, you know, festival goers, were run over and yeah. killed, you know, that actually probably changed the attitude about it more than anything else, you know, COVID aside, uh, because it made everybody realize that this is getting really big. Mm-hmm. This is getting very vulnerable to a lot of different things. So what are we doing? Is it something that is benefiting us? And is it not, you know, like, what is, what are, what are we doing? You know, right. it was kind of an existential question that happened after that. Uh, and a lot of things changed. You know, and uh, it changed a lot of like what they decided to do and how they decided to proceed forward. And I, you know, what it's going to look like, I have no idea. It'll probably wind up growing and growing and growing and growing again, getting to another another existential question, and then slapping back in and going back. You know, what I mean, it's going to yeah. keep doing that sort of ebb and flow thing because um, it's just the nature of things uh, to try to push the boundaries, and, and that's what South by Southwest is all about doing. You know, I, I've loved that festival for so long. It's it's disappointing to know that like uh, the genre that I love is not represented very well there. But like some of the best concerts that I've ever seen were part of South by Southwest. Like in my lifetime, top five concerts were related to South by Southwest in one way, shape, or form. You know, Beastie Boys at Stubbs, Metallica at Stubbs, uh, like Joan Jett at three in the morning in a <laughs> warehouse on the east side. You know, like what the Queens of the Stone Age at the old airplane hangar, you know, where they used to have the roller derby back in the day. Man. Like there's uh, th- some of the best concerts I've ever seen were South by Southwest related. So like, I think that it, it it'll never go away and it shouldn't. And I think it's really awesome that they've are finding ways to morph into film and interactive and uh, all the different things. Um, I'm, and I think what it's also doing, it's sort of leading some of the charge for, you know, the industry that's changing and, and all the things too, you know, like when I first started going, what was a download, (laughs) you know, know, like, you know, like who knew what, what is streaming? What is like this thing that we're doing didn't even exist, you know, like uh, not that long ago. So like, it's, it's one of those things that, that the times change and you can't be afraid of that change. So I think they're, they're a leader in figuring out what those things can be. And they get a lot of people that do. I just hope, hope that at some point, like heavy metal and the stuff that I really, really love the music that I really love gets a gets to be back at that table again. And yeah. And and that, like I said, that ebb and flow was already there from 25 years ago and it's, it's down now. It'll be back up again in, in five, you know, is what I'm hoping fingers crossed, you know? So yeah, it, it's a very interesting time. It really is. So, and then what it does, what it, what it looks like for COVID. God, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) This is just, just a big question mark. We're hanging around. Like, Uh, what are we going to do? Well, is it going to be in the roaring twenties? You know, who knows? (laughs) I mean, really, who knows? I mean, it could, it could be like the, the flu pandemic and, and be like, well, now it's endemic. Okay. We're good. Let's roll, you know? And everybody goes ape shit and everything is like crazy. You know, you know what I mean? You never know. So, I don't know. I don't know. 
That's what I'm kind of I'm 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 waiting for that tipping point of when when everyone because obviously everybody's had enough of it. Like it's just oh, oh god, yeah, so daunting. They're like, oh, not again. This yeah. new this new like I forget what what meme I was looking at where the CDC was handing out or it was a TikTok or something about you know CDC twenty or twenty nineteen then twenty twenty then twenty one twenty two. Oh yeah, it was just yeah. it just got progressively. I don't give a fuck. And yeah. <laughs> it just. I know. You just start to like stare yeah. into the void and go, whatever, man, let's do it. Well, I mean, like I, I, I said it the other day, I'm like, I feel like Omicron is the iOS update that I'm going to download. You know, like it's the, it's, yes. I don't yes. download 15.0. I download 15.2. So I'm getting, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting COVID 15.2 right now. Yeah, you know that's, what I, that's probably the best way to explain it is, it's the new iOS iOS update that you don't want, but you have to. So and just, I, I honestly hate to think about it that way because I've done, I've spent two years avoiding the shit out of this thing. So like it, and done a pretty good job of it, you know, and I'm not worried for myself. I've gotten a lot healthier. I've lost a lot of weight, you know, I've, you know, oh, yeah. smoking. there's a lot of things that I've done over the years, you know, so I, I feel much better about my safety, mm-hmm. like personal safety, but you know, my mom's, you know, a cancer survivor, smoker, like you know, that's like I don't want to kill my moms. Like that's what. You know, yeah, that's that's all that, no, let's not. Let's not kill mom. Let's not. You know, do the, that. More than you know, that's the only thing. You know that that's honestly like where I where my head's at with most of that stuff. You know, and there's a lot of people that I, a lot of people that I, I dig that that I don't want. I don't want to cause problems too. So, yeah. But it's but ultimately, you know, we're gonna have to live with it. So. Yeah. yeah, I just, I really, I'm really, like I said, I'm looking, I'm personally looking forward to that, that, okay, guys, it's, it just, it is what it is. If you got your vaccines and your boosters, you know, it'll probably become like an annual thing, like the flu shot and so on and so forth. And, you know, we'll just keep on trucking and get back out and mix it up a little bit. And hopefully by that time, like you said, the, you know, the 15 point, or they'll, fuck, they'll probably be on like, version 17 point whatever (laughs) next year (laughs) yeah you know and and that's the and ultimately the thing is like we you know there have always been there's always been some kind of like i've I've gotten plenty of fucking diseases from concerts i can guarantee you that you know i'm bro so i I think that gonorrhea run-in that i had it back in my you know 1985 was like i think that came from a concert you know you know what i mean that came from the back room toilets back in 1995 when i had to clap that one time like i guarantee you you know so i mean like they're you know we run in circles and go to places in a lot of in a lot of times like you look at a circle pit and think about it like in covid terms yes you're like what the fuck is wrong with us oh my god we're what that we did that we were that close to people like i can't bump into somebody at you know walmart and go oh you know like without freaking out you're too close to me you know and i I go into mosh pits you're like what are you talking about man that's 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 nuts so like we're into kind of risky behavior in the beginning anyway. So like, I think we'll, I think we'll wind up getting back there. You know, I trust me. I can't get in a mosh pit anymore. No. I, yeah. My sciatical start acting up. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> uh, but, but you know, whole different set of reasons behind that, you know, uh, it's, I, I'm oh, go ahead. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to get back to it and, and excited to see things sort of loosen up and not, and honestly, it's not for me more than anything else. Cause dude, like I like that. I couldn't have asked for something better to be able to like watch a live show 
on a, on my computer at home or mm-hmm. pull it up on YouTube on my TV and have it exclusive. So like, it is like, I'm one of the few people that's getting to see it and experience it and nobody's there in the room with them. That's yeah. kind of cool. You know, like, okay, I'm okay. So it's some of those experiences have been kind of cool. It's, like a, it's almost like a, like a private unplugged kind of thing where, right. yeah, you're just there and it's like, Oh, Whoa. Like I'm like I'm, one of the, f- First ones I saw was uh where was it? it was Code Orange I think was uh Ooh. was they they did a great stream to an empty room uh like it was just their engineer and like some of their crew and that was it and oh yeah that I remember my buddy sent that to me because we were oh, we we had so good we had all of the I personally bought a live streaming uh hardware software setup for the podcast back when we switched over to video. Right. I did not know the power that thing possessed. And now you can go to, you can go to the, the YouTube channel, <clears throat> ATX metal podcast. And there, the, 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 the quote unquote live streams that you see the live performances, some of them actually were live streamed. And I got so many people that were like, dude, thank you so much. This right. was so great. You know, and shout out to Taylor and every, everybody that helped uh, put those together because they are just, phenomenal i mean that kid is a wizard when it comes to audio and i outside of me holding up my phone and going this is all you're gonna get you know taylor's like cracks (laughs) his knuckles he's like let me show you how to do this ryan that's totally my speed and uh, i I mean i know how to do it i just don't have the means (laughs) (laughs) yeah because he'll take he'll take audio off the board and then basically do like a pre-mix and then a stream mix and then once it's all done he'll he'll recap it and uh you know clean it up a little bit better but really stays very true or as true as he can to the live sound. Uh, so mm-hmm. shout out to Jonathan Chapman at, at come and take it on the, on the, on the mix. Uh, well, I, and you know, what's funny is I've, I've talked to some, uh, I've talked to some people about like, <laughs> or I've talked on the air about local bands that I've only seen on live stream. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, Cause there are a couple of new bands that started up like in 2020 and I was mm-hmm. like, Holy shit. I've never seen this band live. Yeah, like I've I've only seen them perform live on a live stream before. That's like the only the only place where I ever saw them. You know, I'm like, wow, that's 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 nuts. Yeah, you know, that, that's really crazy to think. But but that's what I'm talking about. Like, you know, with the when when we're talking about like South by and film festival and, and technology and all those things, we're at this like convergence point of all those things kind of coming together. And it's because of COVID, but it's not because of COVID. So it's COVID's given us a reason to explore other ways to experience things that we might not have gotten before because we were just used to doing the grind. Right. You know, this is what we do. We've always done it this way. So why are we not doing it that way still? Yeah. So like having something to 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 throw a monkey in the wrench or, or throw a monkey wrench in what you know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> just to screw yeah. you up, whatever it is. You know, like to to give it a hiccup and make you jump start is a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. I th- I think that's like the and and I I hate to sound like a glass half full of guy, but uh, but right that's but optimistically, you know, the best takeaway from all of this stuff is giving people another way to experience something and find something that they may enjoy that they didn't think they were going to do before and being able to like watch a local band and go, okay, these guys are pretty good. Let's go see what they can do now live, you know, right. like in person and see that, you know what I mean? So it gives, 
and it's all those things kind of rolled into one and, and makes it easier for everybody, which is really cool. It's really cool. It's kind of a, it's a great time to be alive. Oh. <laughs> yeah. well, God damn it. When I was a kid, you had to actually go to the shows. You uh, had to buy the album. Yeah. You, and you had to wait a year and a half for the other album to drop. And you know, now today it's single, single, single EP, single, single. And it's just this onslaught of music that just, Oh my God, it doesn't stop. No, I've, it's, it's brutal, man. Oh, I've discovered I, so many bands that I've never heard of that, you know, and that's kind of how I, you know, do this. I'll just, I'll just be out running or exercising and have a Spotify or a, or Apple playlist or just something running in my ear. And I'll just like, woof, man, this song is, who is this? Okay. They're from, uh, okay. Texas. Well, what you need to do is you need to stream no control radio HD two. <laughs> if you do yes. that, you discover all kinds of music. You can get local bands and you can get <laughs> national bands, get the latest and greatest singles, all the things right there in one commercial free stream. Okay. Sorry. I had to, I had to just put that out there. That's good. Uh, That's beautiful. So, I, uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't let you go without asking um, about the back room, which you sat down with the penny rock guys and talked about That's, that's still coming out. It, it's not out. Oh yeah. It's still in the, in the, the final edits and Dude. all that. Well, but they did like, they did like 200 some interviews, man. I mean, like, you know, I, they interviewed me like last year mm-hmm. and, and I'm lame, you know, like I'm, I'm like some I'm like tangent sort of guy that's involved with the back room who was a fanboy for the first 10 years uh, of my life here. And then I had a little bit of somewhat experience, you know, later on right. as somebody who knew something, you know? So like uh, I, I, they talked to like the people that were integral to that place, man. And like all of them, not just some of them, pretty much all of them, even the ones that wouldn't talk, they got to talk like the, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's, I, I'm I'm amazed. I re- I really am amazed. So I'm really excited to see what they what they put together because that that's one of those places that is a it's a microcosm mm-hmm. of of what I think industry things that were happening around the country uh, were you know it's a CBGB it's a you know what I mean like it's a it's a Fitzgerald it's a it's a it's a small club vibe. Mm-hmm. But the but the back room is ours, you know. Right. And, right. And I think telling that story is really really cool, you know. And it's one of those things you do. I don't just don't think you would, um, like nationwide, you would. You may not grab onto it as much, but you see it as a personal story because it's really about the people that were involved in it and the people that made it what it is. So it's like, and it became something more, you know, in our minds. So I mean, it's it's really. I, I'm really excited to see what they do with it. Yeah, um, I, re- I remember when we sat down and talked with uh with, with those guys from Penny Rock as well as in the trench. It was a dual a dual chat, and they were trying to they were explaining how they you know due to COVID protocols, it was almost actually like a good thing because no one was doing anything at a certain amount of time, and they're like, right? "Hey, are you bored? Fuck yeah, you are. You want to do an interview about the back room?" <laughs> Why not? Uh, my cam- my camera is going to be across the room. It's fine. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> I got a great freaking lens. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, Six feet apart. We're let's, good. Let's go for it. But I'm, I'm really stoked because I, as not a non, uh, I'm a non-native. Uh, I've been here almost a decade, but still getting to see and listen. Cause I'm a documentary guy. Like I love that. And like true crime. And the, if it happened in real life, right. And, you know, and it can be verified or there's some factual stuff behind it. And there's a really sick ass story that goes behind it. Like that's I, I I was just blown away from just a little bit that I did get to see, and I'm I'm full like 
I can't wait till it comes out because that's just like I said, that tells a story from, you know, not yesteryear, but, you know, kind of like there was this really fucking rad place. And if you wanted to go there, like you said, there's God knows what hanging around in, in the in the in the bathroom and whatnot. Oh my God, <laughs> but, tell you what. but it was just, you know, and now, and, know. and now you go and it's emos and, and I mean, which is a beautiful venue Dude. in itself. I guarantee you the story that if they're going to use any story from me that I probably told uh, in that interview, it's going to be the one about the shitter. So uh, I, I'll we'll leave it at 100, 100%. It's that's the, yeah, I, I'm sort of disappointed in myself that that's probably like the, <laughs> the, 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 the most vivid story that I can tell out of the, you're, like, <laughs> you're like, John, let me tell you about the shitter. It's like, dude, but well, because I did, dude, I know I'm not the only one that talked about it. You right. know, I, I guarantee it, but it's it's one of those things but i i think that uh, i i'm sort of the same way in that i love um i love seeing the people that are involved with things and right you had, and you could do that about the armadillo you could do that about liberty lunch you could do that about antones you could do that about so many different clubs here in austin that have gotten a certain thing but the backroom was one that was so had just a certain amount of like gross griminess to it, but then the excitement and then yeah. all the things. And then, you know, like it, it, and like, from my perspective, like I said, I started coming to shows like in 92, I didn't really get behind the scenes until like 2000, 2001 ish, like pop punk sort of thing. Okay. So it was like right around, uh, right around the turn of the century. So like, you know, from a lot of it, you know, I wasn't lifting up the skirt to see how, to see what was going on. I was like kind of on the outside of it looking in and, you know, it still looked effing crazy from the outside, you know, like, (laughs) so I'm like, this is the, this is what's like, wow. But then to know, like, there's a lot of love. There's a lot of weird relationships. There's a lot of other things that are involved in that, that made everything kind of click and go and be, and be that special for, for that long is kind of, it's just so much, so much, so much, uh, it's, it's an exciting story to tell. It really, it really is. And then to know that, that most of those people are still involved in the music scene in Austin still. Yeah. You know, like 25 years, 20 years on from the back room, you know, they're all still either making music, you know, booking shows, you know, doing something, but writing for local magazines, like doing stuff. A lot of people are still around, you know, and, and doing things. So yeah, it's a, I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, and, and Boudreaux and John, Jude, like the, like those guys will tell a great story. I I'm, I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm like, I'm so excited for it to come out. I'm just like, I gotta get my fix. Like I want to, I don't know, man. It's just like, there's this, there's this kind of like, not not a cloud hanging over it, but I think it's just the anticipation because knowing what I know about the back room and the local, you know, the 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 pop punk scene and just the heavy scene and all the bands that came through, um, you know, in that time frame, though that's before my time, before I was even here, before I even gave a shit about metal. Like I, I but now that I've been in been in this for so long, I I want to, you know, I want to learn and educate myself so that I can, you know have that kind of context of you know this is what it used to be like this is where we're at this is where we're going you know just like you said how covid may have not been the thing but it definitely pushed the scene to like evolve and you know take another step to kind of like okay what's next what's next how can we how can we entertain how can we please you i i will say that that if nothing else the one thing that we um 
are probably really lucky. <laughs> Many of us that were in uh, or around or, you know, we're really lucky that there weren't, we didn't have phones that record <laughs> all the things. God. It's like, yes. I, I can't tell you every day, every day when I see my poor, my poor daughter having to live her life out there in the world that is now yeah. with video of everything and all the things like I can't, I couldn't imagine like, yeah, I would have been canceled like 25 I, yeah. years ago. A lot, a lot of shit would have went down. They'd be like, do you oh, see that shit? From, damn it. What? Wow, what did I do? No, there'd be the, all the video evidence of the nights that I don't remember. Now that would not be good. I, <laughs> no. I like uh, it's it's bad enough with the flashes that happen every like once in a while about that, you know. So I really don't want to have it on YouTube. Yeah. You know? So it's it's kind of nice. Ah <laughs> uh, man, yeah. that's yeah. I I yeah. I'm I'm. So that's the only thing that I think will make the that makes it so that you don't get more of that sort of thing and things can't be as unhinged as they were before, mm -hmm. uh, because we are like we are as a population holding ourselves more accountable for so many more things than we ever have. Oh yes. And the good of that is that we're holding ourselves accountable. The bad thing is, is that we don't take the risks. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know, so like it, part of what makes, uh, what made the back room and a lot of those experiences, uh, like what they were is because they're like, it's fucking risky behavior, like all of it, you know, uh, from top to bottom, like, like every bit of it. And we're just, I feel like things are a little bit more careful than they used to be. And that may just be my perspective being a, you know, feeling like I'm an old man with my own house and a, and a daughter, you know, a grown up kid who's got to go to college, you yeah. know, maybe you thinking about it differently, you know, but, but honestly, I think that everybody's like, Oh crap. If I do something and it gets on video, it's going to live forever. Yeah. You know, it, like there's no live forever. There's no getting rid of it. So I think, I think the consequences are a little bit more like, you know, in stone. So I don't, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what that will lead us to, you know, and, and where, and where we go, but will it be as strange and. Ugh, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll still be a little gross. There's, there's, there's room for gross. It'll be gross, but like, I don't know. It won't be as gross. As it won't be as know. gross. Yeah. Oh, God, no. I remember. I've dude, I've never, like, I've never seen a bathroom like, like that. Ever. <laughs> I mean, Emo's was close. The old Emo's was close, but well, dude, nothing, nothing like the background. Well, Ugh. you can catch the shitter story if they play it. Uh, for those, <laughs> for those listening, uh, whenever the backroom documentary comes out uh, by the Penny Rock guys, uh, it's been, it's been voted for, for like a couple of awards too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh um, yeah, for the trailer and stuff, man. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's a bloody and bruised the story yeah. of the back room. Bloody and bruised story of the back room, brought to you by Penny Rack Productions. Uh, but yeah, I remember the one thing that you reminded me of is is I remember Chris told me a long time ago when we hit, when we hit record, he's like, "All right, you got 15 seconds before it hits the internet. Once it's there, <laughs> it's there." So so true. Mind your words, but you know, get because uh, I have like a scrolling marquee in my head, and everybody has like you know the 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 guy, the, the guy that tells you what you're getting ready to say so you can have coherent sentences or whatever. But yeah, I just, that's always stuck in the back of my head, like 15 seconds. It's on the internet. That's why I don't do these live anymore. You can edit stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, sir, thank you very much. I don't want to take up too much time and I've got shortstop in there talking about her nose or I don't know. She's got a weird allergy going on today or something. But uh, for all the people that uh need to find you because they do where can they 
where can they source uh, all of all of the things? No control. At No Control Radio, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the things. I'm still not in control of my damn Facebook page, man. I got I got hacked like last year, and I'm still. Oh really? I can't the I can't even control the page anymore. It sucks. Uh, that's a whole thing. But anyway, I can post from Instagram for some reason. I don't know. Yep. They're owned by the same people. Anyway, at Facebook or at uh, at No Control Radio, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Um, all the things, uh, nocontrolradio.com. You can uh, see, like, listen to old episodes of the show. I've got lists of the play, uh, like all the songs I played on, up there. And also the stream, you can stream it right there on the internets. Uh, and on the KLBJ FM app, if you go to 937 KLBJ, like in your app store or Google Play store, you can find the KLBJ app. You can stream it there. Or if you're in Austin, of course, 937 HD2. It's the side channel of KLBJ. If you've got an HD radio, you can stream 24-7 metal. And Saturday nights on KLBJ 93.7 from midnight to 2 as well. You're kind of like the cool side chick. (laughs) What? (laughs) Because the side channel, side chick, HD. Oh. (laughs) Sorry, terrible joke. I'll take myself out. I didn't know it was going to be that kind of podcast. All right. (laughs) Cool. I'm totally down. Tricked you. This is my OnlyFans account. No, all good, bro. Oh, dude, hey, man. If I could make money like that, I would. We were just. My wife wants to do some feet shit, and I'm like, wait, like together or just you? I was like, she's like, well, you got all the equipment, and I'm like, this is true. I mean, no face, no frowns. Let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm down. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down. Whatever it takes. If you're into feet stuff. Holler. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chuck. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time, and uh, like you said, HB293 KOBJ. And Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you. Guys. It's it's been it's always it's always lovely to talk to you and see you and you know hopefully we can, uh, we can meet up in person. I want a chuck hug. I want a chuck hug. Soon it'll happen. Don't All right. worry. All right. You'll know too. You'll know. I hope happened. I know. <laughs> oh, you'll know. oh man. All right, Chuck. Well, I'll talk to you later, man.